tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney+. Plus. Greetings, humans. You have entered the Command Zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the it's end the of the world end. as we know it, and I feel fine. It's Fallout time, everybody. What's up? I'm one of your hosts of the Command Zone podcast that you are watching and listening. It's Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. <laughs> Universe is beyond Fallout. It's the end of the world as we know it. Uh, it, that means brand new cards are here, and we're going to be previewing one of the post-apocalyptic commanders. That's the uh, lead singer of one of the, not the lead singer, in the, one of these commander decks, so I'm very yeah, excited. Yeah, it's, it's from the Hail Caesar deck. Is, Hail it's, Caesar. Or it's Kazar Caesar. I think it, it's pronounced both ways in the game. Yeah. Uh, so, very excited. We're going to talk about the new card, all the potentials to build around it. But before we get into it, got to mention our sponsors, cardkingdom.com slash command. It's the perfect place for you to pick up any of these brand new Fallout commander decks or perhaps the collector boosters. Uh, the Universe is Beyond product is always really fun to open and play with friends, especially for people getting into the game for the first time. Yeah. And cardkingdom.com slash command has everything you need, even if you're not playing Fallout for the first time. They've got tons of great ways to build an entire deck from scratch, pre-built decks, trading in your collection, you name it, Card Kingdom's got your back. And they have a huge inventory of cards so that you can build your deck in one go, get it shipped to you in one go, and have it all arrive in a single package. The convenience is not to be understated. When it is the post-apocalyptic world and you need your cards in a jiffy, cardkingdom.com slash command is the place to go. Uh, and if you are a big Fallout fan, ultrapro.com slash command, they make the game accessories that we put our cards into the, their sleeves, into yeah. their deck boxes. They make playmats. All that stuff, ultrapro.com slash command is the best place to go to find it. I mean, I use playmats as just like my uh, like an oversized mm -hmm. mouse pad. So yeah, if you're getting into magic right now, or maybe you've been away for a while, but you're coming back because of Fallout, you may as well just like fully dress up, and ultrapro is the one that's going to help you uh, make that happen. So again, ultrapro.com slash command. I've done this with every other Universes Beyond product, Doctor Who, Warhammer. You get the playmats, you get the sleeves, you get the deck boxes, and when you play, it's all like a board game night. Yeah, it's, it's like It's beyond the normal just magic night. Now it's got a whole theme to it, and it's really, really awesome. Well, yeah, and you get all the collectibles around it. Like, uh, Lord of the Rings, I really got a lot of that stuff because oh, I yeah. just liked it because it was Lord of the Rings, and then it's also magic, so it was, like, perfect. Yep. And, of course, you, the last way to support the show is directly at patreon.com slash command zone. That's the place to go if you want to sign up for our Discord at the lowest tier, and then you can join in and talk to Josh, myself, other members from the Command Zone podcast, and you want to ask us our opinions on Fallout or anything in the magic world. We also give out information there. Uh, we also poll our Patreon members to sometimes have their answers in the episodes. So the Patreon is a great way to really connect with us on the community level and to support the show directly. Not to mention there's a bunch of other cool stuff at the higher tiers that you definitely want to check out. Patreon.com slash command zone. We shout out one lucky patron every single episode. So this episode is dedicated, dedicated to, to Luna, Luna Freya Wooton. Wow. That's a cool name. Luna Freya. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Luna Freya, you rock. Yeah. Thanks for the support. Coincidentally, Luna is the name of 
your dog, right? That's right. And Freya is the name of Kenji's cat. Wow. So you got two dog and cat names in a really cool combo Luna Freya name. It rolls off the tongue, Luna Freya. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Okay, um, right. <laughs> let's talk about our big preview card for Fallout. Again, Jimmy already mentioned, but it is a legendary creature. Yep. From this Mardu, which is what we call red, white, and black hail. I'm going to say Caesar. Kazar. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, different <laughs> the, different characters in the world will call this the Caesar character different names. So I yeah. think Caesar still works. All right. Our uh, our commander is not Caesar though. It is Elder Arthur Maxon. Yeah. So this is a really popular character in the series. The Maxon name you'll know if you played other Fallout's as well. Uh, I think he's the a member of what's called the Brotherhood of Steel. And he's also the supreme commander of the Pridewind airship from Fallout Four, which was the main game that I played. So ad victorium. Elder Arthur Maxon is here to deliver some beats. All right. Let's see uh, what his stats are and what he does. He's won a white and a black for a 4-2 legendary creature, Human Knight. It says, creature tokens you control have training. And training is whenever a creature token you control attacks with another creature with greater power, put a 1-1 counter on that token. Okay. So uh, if you attacked with Elder Arthur Maxon mm-hmm. and, you know, any number of tokens, let's say you have five, yep. as long as they are three power or less... They will all get a 1 1 counter because Elder Arthur Maxon has four power. Yep. So he kind of trains them all as they're doing battle. Yeah, very thematic because in the game he's also training you to go from knight to paladin. So. Yeah, and most tokens are usually smaller. They're 1 1s yep. or 2 2s. So he's going to train the tokens pretty early on easily himself. But that's not all. That's not all. He also has an ability called Blind Betrayal, which says sacrifice another creature, could be one of those tokens. And then Elder Arthur Maxon gains indestructible until end of turn. All right. So attacking with him with a bunch of tokens is all but guaranteed because they can't block profitably, really. He'll just You can just sack one of your many tokens, ideally. Give him indestructible. The rest get buffed up. And you got a pretty strong army at that point. Yeah. And usually if you were the defending player, especially since this is a 4-2, doesn't have a lot of toughness, Yeah, you would want to you know, uh, prioritize blocking the thing that's training the other things, right? Because once that's gone, then at least the other stuff is going to stay the size it is and will continue to grow turn after turn. That second ability makes it very tough to do because you're like, okay, I got one blocker. I'll block Elder Arthur Maxon. And you're like, cool, sack one of the tokens. They don't matter as much. Give, you know, the Elder Arthur Maxon the indestructible and you kind of you kind of just ate one of the tokens instead and all my other stuff got bigger and I'm going to do that again next turn. Yeah. So in generally I don't even think you really block Elder Arthur Maxon. He also survives most board wipes by uh, blind betraying point. one of his poor poor fellow recruits. He likes to use people as human shields, I suppose. I suppose. Uh, this reminds me a lot of a deck uh, that I played against here. Jamie has this deck. It's Torin's Fist of the Angels, yeah. which is a uh, Selesnya card that cares about training. But I think Outer Arthur Maxon actually is a little more powerful in some ways because it gives all of your creature tokens training. It doesn't just have training itself like Torin's does. Yeah, that's a good point. Although Torin's does make the tokens. Yes. Whereas... Elder Arthur Maxon doesn't do any token creation for you. So you have to have all that token creation. The rest of your deck has to do that part. And then the Elder says, hey, once you have that, I will make those a lot better. So it is... Thematically much more about the tokens, and you're the one making them. So that leads right into our first section of cards we're going to talk about. Token makers. Yep. Turns out white and black. I don't know if you've ever watched this show before. 
They know how to make tokens. They know how to make tokens, and they know how to use them. Yeah, just like our last Game Nights episode, actually. Yep, yep. There was Orzhov tokens. An important thing to note here is that training occurs on attack, so if something makes tokens that are tapped and attacking, Mm. they will not get the bonus from the training because they will actually sort of come in at a point when the training would have already triggered and already happened. Right. So something like Adeline, Resplendent, Cathar, it's not that it's exactly bad with Eldar Arthur Maxon, but it you is... definitely probably still played in the deck. Yeah, say, but it's sort of so a many. turn behind. It's going to make them, and then next turn you'd have to attack again to get the training trigger yeah. to make all the tokens get bigger. So just keep that in mind. Adeline's great. It's part of a new sort of theme that Wizards have been doing, which is it does no longer require the actual creature itself to attack to trigger. It'll just yeah. say whenever you attack. So even if you attack with like a, a teeny little 1-1, one, one, you're going to make a bunch of 1-1s one, with Adeline. But they are tapped and attacking. You have to use them next turn with Elder Arthur Maxon's abilities. Yeah. So I think what you want is stuff that makes tokens and then, you know, you will get to attack with them, like makes a token every turn or something like that. Bitter Blossom comes to mind. Yeah. Especially if they have evasion or other abilities. Like putting a 1-1 counter on a 1-1 on the ground isn't worth as much as putting a 1-1 counter on a flyer. Yeah, that goes right? from a 1-1 to a 2-2 to a 3-3. That's yeah. almost like you made another 1-1 flyer because right. you're adding power in the air and, and flying is just so powerful. So Bitter Blossom, Court of Grace is another one. Oh, yeah. That's probably pretty good. If you're going to have a lot of flying tokens, you'll be able to really hold on to... That's the nice thing about token decks is you can hold on to the uh, the monarchy really well. Yeah. You just throw one one out and then you could sack the Elder Arthur Maxon or do any number of other things that we'll talk about later. Now, it's hard to train the 4-4 flyers if you have the Court of Grace and you have the monarch like yeah. because they're you have four power, but then you're already making four four flyers. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Ink Shield is like the best combat trick ever. Uh, it's in black <laughs> and white. You're going to make a bunch of 2 1 spirit tokens uh, as well as just fog a whole combat. So, even if you're in Orzhov, it's like playing Teferi's Protection in white, right? You just, you it's a card Shield, you yeah. want to play. It's yeah. just even better in this deck because you don't have to play it as like a, you know, a full swinging of the game at the end to yeah. win. You can play it for value like kind of early and then just attack with the 2-1 flyers that now become 3-2 flyers. Oof, oh my lord. Yeah, it's a little brutal. Yeah. Even stuff like Lingering Souls I think is going to be really, really good. I mean, I love this card. Yeah. It just creates 2-1-1 flyers and then flashes back and creates two more and you're like, hey, my 4-1-1s, they're 4-2-2 two, two flyers and now they're 4-3-3 three, three flyers. Yeah. That's actual damage like pretty fast. Yeah, and there's plenty of ways to get cards into the graveyard. I find with Lingering Souls cards like this, like you just want to get it in the graveyard graveyard and pay less for its flashback cost, which is great. Black has self-mill, right? Yeah, so there's a you, lot of mill in, in yeah. white-black for sure. Uh, another good way to sort of get tokens is something like Alenda, the Dusk Rose. Yeah, this is like lots of tokens now. You're just pumping them out, and then you're going to have one of those really big swings. Yeah. Now remember, only your creature tokens get the training from Elder Arthur Maxon, so yeah. it won't like pump up Alenda as you attack with it. Right. The thing you... T- about Elder Arthur Maxon is that it has that free sacrifice ability on it though so you have the ability to, to sacrifice your creatures and then when they die they put the counters on Alenda and then to also sack Alenda to Arthur to get the, get the yeah, it's yeah like, so that loop is pretty nice yep yeah, if you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to sack all this stuff, get Alenda really big, sack Alenda, get a million tokens if you have some and tokens. Those, or those, gain a little bit of life back, yeah. Yeah, and those all have lifelink, right? So, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think this deck plays pretty aggressively because you just see it, it sees on the commander, right? It's a 4-2. You want to swing with that thing. And if Elder Arthur Maxon's always being chump-blocked, basically, because you have fodder to... to sack to it, building up your Lenda, it sort of is what you need to get the momentum going to close the game out. Uh, of course, one of my favorite cards, and I put it in a lot of decks, is Felidar Retreat. Oh, gosh. Which is so, so good in this deck because early on, you play a land, you make a 2-2, and those are tokens that can be trained. Up to three threes, yep. Yep. 
But also, eventually, you if you've attacked a couple of times, you'll probably get to the point where your tokens have gotten to the size where Arthur's not pumping them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, now maybe you can put a 1-1 counter on everything and continue to grow your army that way. Maybe. You yeah. definitely start yeah. pumping them up that way. <laughs> <laughs> so your army never stops growing instead of hitting that point yeah, at that 4 point. power where yeah. it's done. You're like, okay, now it's 5 power, now it's 6 power. Yeah. You get to throw a fetch line in there, you get two of them, and it's like, you can pretty quickly be like, oh, they're not that scary. There's like yeah. five two twos, and you're like, boom, boom, boom. No, actually, there are five five fives. Not to mention, if you make a 2-2 two, two with fell out or retreat and have a 1-1 one, one around, when those creature tokens attack, they'll see the 2-2, two, two, yeah. and the 1-1s one, will grow the 2-2, two, two, right? Yeah. So at the very least, the, having us like even like a cascading set of like bigger and bigger tokens will help your other tokens out. We're just sort of assuming that you're attacking with Elder Arthur Maxim because of the indestructible clause. Well, you don't get the training if he's not out either. So yeah, exactly. You, you would have to be out. So it'd yeah. be a but he can be out and not attack. You can be like, oh, I don't want to for some reason. But or again, they like uh, you know they do some effect that makes you not be able to attack with it. Could yeah. happen. You yeah, know? yeah. They could lock it down in yeah. a number of different Tap ways. It tapping it down. Combat. Totally. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Although it gives the tokens training. So you're right. Yeah. 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 So having the two twos and even something that makes a three three token, your one ones will love it. Yeah. Up until it gets to that three three. Yeah, I think it's really important to try and make the tokens at instant speed if you can. So that's you can, the best for sure. Yeah. So you can because you can play Arthur and then the next turn, if you create some tokens, they're going to have to sit there, right? They have summoning sickness. Yeah. And then get around to your turn. Everybody knows, like, you're going to attack and they're going to get bigger and they know exactly what to calculate for. So, But if you go, okay, past turn, don't do anything. Is that ink shield you're holding up? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. And then on the end step before your turn, you're like, cool, call the copper coats or secure the wastes, make four or five yeah. one ones. And now I untap on my turn and it's kind of like that haste. And now I attack and that's Oof. a lot harder to see coming. Yep. Yeah, the Ink Shield's great in that. I mean, just the the fact that Ink Shield exists is great in that scenario because they're like, <laughs> I don't want to attack you. Yeah. You make five two ones and then you're going to make them into three twos. So they just sit there and you're like, that cool. wasn't what it was. I'm it was make this. Six one ones instead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're all two twos now. Yeah. And then the next turn, you slam down one of my favorite cards from the Capenna set, Rabble Rousing. Oh, yeah. Underrated. This card is nuts in this deck. It says, whenever you attack with one or more creatures, create that many one one green and white citizen creature tokens. Then if you control 10 or more creatures, you can play the exiled card without paying its mana cost. And Rabble Rousing has hideaway five. But you can get to that 10 really easily. If you swing with five creatures, you make five more creatures. Yep. So then you're happy to sacrifice them. You're very, 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 very fine. And you get a free card off of it with the hideaway. Yeah, the hideaway. usually pretty good. Yeah. yeah, that card's really good in this deck. And it doesn't matter that they're green and white as well. If that's in the rules text of the... Well, not in the rules text. It just says it. It doesn't have the green pips in the text, so you can have that card in your deck and the black-white deck. Animation module seems really, really good with this Ooh. card because it says whenever one or more 1-1 one, one counters are placed on a permanent you control, you can pay one if you do create a 1-1 one, one servo. Nice. So you attack with the training, you get a 1-1 one, one counter on all the stuff, and you pay, you know, one, two, three, four, five, however many, you know... Go, go, go. ...tokens you got, and you kind of... Get another token for well, one. Well, one or more, so it, it's per instance. It's per permanent, though. So, oh, that's yeah. right. On the permanent, that's yeah. right. So ah. if you have four permanents and you put one one counter on all of them, you can pay four mana and get four one ones. Yeah, there'll be four triggers on the stack. Yeah, and that's just a way to sort of... It's. It, I think it would play similar to Bitter Blossom or something like that, where it's a way to just make sure you're constantly making a few more tokens every turn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. powerful. Yeah, it's one of those things where even if they're like, great, I'm just going to swing at you. It's like, cool, I'm going to block in a bunch of ways. I'll Next turn, I'll make more stuff. I'll make them bigger. There's ways to to sacrifice things and add tokens. Yeah, there's just a lot of tricky stuff you can do with decks like this. Yeah, speaking of sacrifice, I think, you know, Orzhov, which is what we call black-white, is very good at using 
uh, ha- the creatures that it has in a number of ways besides just attacking. So yeah. we call this aristocrats, which is the ability to sacrifice your own creatures for other gain. Yep. Usually it's like you're making your opponents lose a life and you gain a life. Other times you can make them sacrifice creatures as well. And when you're a deck that's pumping out this many creatures, is attacking all the time, that aggressive strategy can be really, really oppressive and very effective. Yeah. But if you ever get to the point where like, oh, you know, I can't get in there or it's, you know, they've got some defenses up or whatever, it's nice to have some cards in your deck that allow you to sort of leverage the fact that you have a bunch of creatures in other ways. So yeah. there's like Liliana Dreadhorde General and she just says whenever, if she's a planeswalker, has a bunch of abilities, can make 2-2 two, two zombie tokens, which do matter to you. Can also make every player sack two creatures, which again, towards the later part of the game, you should have more than other players, so this will hurt them more than you. Yeah, if they've got three creatures and you have ten, you're like, I sacrificed my two worst yeah. and they only keep one of their three creatures. Like, yeah. that's devastating to Sometimes them. they have to sacrifice their commander. Oof, rough. But the best text is Liliana's just, you know, static ability says, whenever a creature you control dies, draw a card. Nice. And because Arthur has that free sack outlet says sacrifice another creature give it indestructible even if you don't care about getting the indestructible you just for no manner like sack this creature draw a card instantly yeah so if you're ever out of cards and you have you know you've had animation module out you've had bitter boss mount something like that you have a bunch of expendable creatures and you know you're like they're one ones they're two twos but I'd rather have a couple more cards just sack them draw the cards yep yeah it becomes very powerful yep there's also a card called pitiless plunderer whenever another creature you control dies you create a treasure token and these are super effective because they basically represent one free mana that it's a one time use creates an artifact you can sacrifice it for a mana being able to just turn your creatures into mana and then turn that mana into a stronger powerful card in your hand or end step I sacrifice five creatures now I have five more mana than I did last turn you can play a huge card you can ramp out a card like Liliana really quickly and get your opponents by surprise. So, And also just if people start attacking into you because you're too aggressive, you lose creatures, you either draw cards with Liliana or you make treasures and just keep your engine going. Yeah, and you might be able to stack these effects too. If you have Liliana out and Pitiless Plunder out, all of a sudden, oh you know, boy. yeah, you're like sack this creature to make a treasure and draw a card and getting two things rather than one thing, right? And there's yeah. so many times where you're just like, oh, if I just had one more mana, I could cast this six mana thing, but I've only got five. And you're like, yeah, eh, I, have, <laughs> I have seven creatures. If I go down to six, it's not big of a deal. And so I might as well just sack one, get the treasure, cast a big spell, have a big impact on the game right now. Yeah. And then speaking of stacking these sort of dies abilities or these dies triggers, as we call them, there's stuff like Zulaport Cutthroat, Blood Artist, things like that, which that's the classic aristocrats pieces. And yeah. that's how you win the game through this because they say whenever you know a, a creature you control dies, then your opponents take damage or lose life and you gain life. And so you can just have enough creatures that you just do the math and you're like, oh, I got 27 creatures. I Maybe they've got blockers or they've got something that says you have to pay mana to attack or something like that. And you're like, I don't care. Yeah, I, don't I just care. sack them all to Arthur and deal 27 to everybody. Yeah. Gain 27, you die, I win. Yeah, it's a great way to end the game. There's also a new, if you want to keep in the universes beyond format, there's a Mirkwood Bats from yeah. Lord of the Rings. Oh, so good. Whenever you create or sacrifice a token, you get, uh, you drain your opponents. Yeah. Or you don't drain, you, you just you make just them lose one. life. Yeah. But it's on creation too. That yeah, one's even on creation, better. yeah. yeah. Ugh. Ink secu- shield, sack them. You can kill everyone really quickly with that. Oh, ink shield with it. So good. Because you're like, oh yeah, stop all the damage. Yeah. Make 10 two ones. Everybody takes 10. Then I attack. They're all three twos, and then I sack them all, and, and everybody takes ten more. 10, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have that and a Zulaport Cutthroat out, or just stacking these abilities really just really can take over the game quickly. There's a couple of cards that I think are fall in the sort of mean category, depending on your play group, but if you have Grave Pact or Dictate of Erebos, yep. they're going to be really good in this deck because 
it is really underrated having a free sacrifice outlet on your commander like this. Just the ability to sack a creature at any time and dictate and grave pack say if whenever you sack a creature, everybody or whenever one of your creatures dies, dies everybody everyone. else has to sack a creature. And again, like Jimmy said earlier, decks like this are almost always going to have more creatures than their opponents. So imagine that scenario we said where you have 10 creatures, they have three. Yikes. You're like, oh, I just sacked my th three worst creatures, and now they have zero and I have seven. Yeah, and the creatures they sacked were real cards they played from their hand or their commander, while yours was just little dinky tokens that you created from another thing. Yeah, it was a 1-1. One, one. I paid one mana for off that animation module, yeah. and I don't care. But or it's, it's an Alenda you sack, and then you get ten more creatures. Oh, yeah. And then I sack those, and now nobody has anything. Yeah, and you can make it so that no one basically can play any creature. It's like someone plays a creature, like, cool, uh, my end step, or your end step, I'm going to sacrifice a creature, you have to lose it now. Yeah, there are some decks that just pretty much can't beat like endless uh, edict effects is what we call them. Yeah. Making them sack creatures over and over. So yeah, again, those that falls a little more on the mean side. So not every play group's going to love that, but it is an option available to you. It is an option available for sure. And it's definitely a way to really mess up a meta if they're just like, oh, I'm a creature based deck. And you're like, yeah, that's not going to look good for you now. <laughs> so there's another path you could go down, right? There's the make a lot of tokens and lean towards leveraging those tokens through aristocrat style strategies to win. Yep. But you can also make a lot of tokens and play with the 1 1 counters that training's putting on it yeah. and have a lot of synergies around that. And I think, you know, if you're watching this and you're newer to Magic or coming back, one of the pieces of advice we would tell you is if you try and do both of those things, it probably won't go very well. You really want to choose a lane yeah. so that you're either like, hey, I'm mostly about the counters or I'm mostly about the aristocrats and the token style. But if you, it could be very powerful to go and lean towards the plus one, plus one counter strategy as well. Or if you are going to, you don't make a, a big part of your deck about it. It's just sort of like a spicy one, two, maybe three cards that are like your quote unquote finishers. Yeah, you have like a package. There's a little package in my deck about the 1-1 one -one counters and the rest is about this. Or there's a little package in my deck about the aristocrats, but it's mostly 1-1 one -one counters. Yeah. This first card is great, though, because white does have the ability, and black too, obviously, to tutor up this specific kind of card. It's an enchantment. It's Sigarda's Summons. Mm. It's six mana, so it sits at the end of your uh, of your curve, so you're playing the swords the later part of the game. Creatures you control with 1-1 one -one counters on them have base power and toughness 4-4, have flying, and are angels in addition to their other types. What? So even if they've been <laughs> betrayed and they're dead or whatever, and like now all of your creatures that have attacked once, gone to counter, are buffed to 4-4 at their base. Let's say they have three woman counters on, all of a sudden there's 7-7 seven, seven flyers in the air. Yeah, because it, it makes their base 4-4 four, four flyer. And it'll happen on that, like as soon as that training uh, yeah. trigger resolves, they become the, the angels, right? So you're like, oh, I have four one ones and my commander, and they're looking at it and being like, yeah, you're okay. It's a little scary, but they're going to attack. They're going to make it those 1-1s one into 2-2s, two you know. I'll take tw 12. Sure, 12, sure. I can take 12. And then you're like, play this, then attack. And you're now like, they're oh, all five fives, yeah. Five five flyers. And so, so they're like, oh, never mind. I take 24. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that could just end someone's game on the spot. Yeah, that's a kill you out of nowhere style. Yeah, and that's why you wait to play these kinds of cards. Same with Abzon Falconer. It's just a creature that says each creature you control with the one counter on it has flying. So they'll stay their same size, but now they're in the air. And yep. I've never seen a game where someone can stop like seven flyers. No. <laughs> like no. literally ever. No, no one ever has seven flying blockers. If they do, they're already attacking and killing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So maybe they have one or two. And again, that's another thing where it's surprising, right? You have five or six things on the ground. They're calculating, okay, I can block those. They're too small. I have four fours here. I can do whatever. Yeah. They'll fine. become three threes. It's fine. I can block two, two of them. Two will get through. And then you're like, never mind. Abzan Falconer now attack. And they're like, oh, crap. It's I can't all block in the any air. of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can block one of them. I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty powerful. 
Uh, there's a card called Sky Boon Evangelist. It's four and a white for a bird advisor. It's a 3-3 three, three with flying. It says, uh, when it enters the battlefield, support six. And that means put a 1-1 one, one counter on each of up to six other target creatures. Whoa! And then whenever a creature with a counter on it attacks one of your opponents, that creature gains flying until end of turn. So very similar to Abzan Falconer, but with the addition of, like, it puts six counters out. Yeah. Now, you have to have six things. Right, so it it can't. Uh, it's up to six other creatures, yeah. but you want to have as much as possible. The, the the nice thing about this one is it will put a counter on Arthur. Yeah, and I think that's a five three. Yeah, and we'll get the flying and stuff like that. Well, that's nice. one of the downsides of some of these. Like if you play Sigarda's summons, all of a sudden training doesn't really happen anymore. Yeah, training will, well, it'll happen the one time. Everything jumps in the air, but Arthur is small and yeah. on the ground still, and you might have to sack one of those angels to keep it alive. That's why you're hoping to have like a one one and a two two, so that they become five fives and six sixes. Yeah, get one more training counter off of them yep but yeah making arthur bigger is another road you could take you could like put some equipment in your decks or just abilities that make him bigger so that you you can guarantee your creatures grow stronger yeah but although again, i'd say if you, you want to choose four one one counters or three one one counters on all your stuff you probably don't need more that's probably yeah, enough to, you'll be to okay. kill people yeah uh and of course if you don't have evasions that's what we call it, if your tokens are flying or they can't be blocked there are other ways to get value from those creatures so nikara lair scavenger is a creature that says whenever another creature you control leaves the battlefield if it had one more counters on it you draw a card and you lose a life. So when so it dies, great. it would be leaving the battlefield, right? So you sack it to Arthur. Or it dies in combat. Yep. In that case, you don't care. You're actually refilling your hand, which is another reason why that Liliana Planeswalker we talked about earlier was so powerful. Yep. There's also Tenured Ink Caster, which is a 2-2 for 5 mana. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, put a 1-1 counter on target creature. But whenever a creature you control with a 1-1 counter on attacks, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. So this is a way to like increase the damage, but this is like unblockable damage, right? Yeah. Like, as soon as you declare the attack if your stuff has a counter it drains them yeah yeah. So yeah, that's sort of a, a, a couple of ways to look at how to build Arthur and just sort of your normal, this is a commander deck type of way. You want to be pretty aggressive early on, get a bunch of 1-1s out, start swinging and making them bigger, and at a certain point, if you haven't closed out the game, it will be hard to have profitable attacks. Then you might go Aristocrats, which is draining everyone by sacrificing creatures for value or controlling the board, or you might go in the air evasion aggro mode, which is creating, creating ways for them to swing in without anyone able to stop them. It's kind of having a special finishing move almost, right? Yeah. Like, you kind of chip away at them with the little attacks and a few numbers, and once it gets high enough, they're going to be ready for you. And now, just when they're ready, you go, boom, I give them all flying or something to get in that final blow and knock them out. Yeah, pretty yeah. awesome flavor there. But that's like the normal path I think we're going to see and sort of the, it's like two or three different ways to build mm -hmm. Arthur. But I think, you know, there's another really cool way that uh, we came up with to build Arthur as well that yeah. we think would be also very flavorful if you're, you know, if you are into Fallout and you like that world. Yeah. So if you want to hear about that, stick around. We're going to be right back uh, spelling out those details after a quick message from our sponsors. Hey, psst, over here, it's me, Tunnel Tipster. You want to save some dough this year, right? I got a hot tip for you. If you switch to Mint Mobile, you can get a wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Big wireless? Those guys are suspect. They don't want you to know about this. But with Mint Mobile, you can have a 3, 6, or 12-month plan. Then you ain't got to worry about monthly phone bills at all. That way, you can gap to your heart's content with a limited talk and text on the nation's largest 5G network of informants. I did a little digging, and I found out you can even keep your old phone, all your numbers, contacts, the whole shebang. Which is great unless you're trying to be in disguise, in which case, get a new number, I guess. So switch to Mint Mobile and get your first three months of Primo Wireless for just 15 bucks a month. But if anyone asks, you didn't hear it from me. I'm just a cute little mole. I don't know nothing. Tell him it was Ryan Reynolds or something. 
To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash command. That's mintmobile.com slash command. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash command. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is sponsored by Etsy. <laughs> Greetings, acolytes. I, bringer of the last gift, have gathered you in this temple of the dead to honor our demonic lord, Aklazatz. <laughs> with a birthday party. With my gift-giving reputation, I always freak out when Aklazatz's birthday rolls around. What do you get the god who consumes everything? The trick is being thoughtful. And for that, you can now use gift mode on Etsy. They take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone. When I need a custom cutting board for the baker in my life, I use Etsy. When I need an art print for the anime lover, I go to Etsy right away. When I need a cool puzzle for the steampunk, I make it myself. Just kidding, <laughs> I get it on Etsy. The Game Nights even sent me this cozy custom throw blanket for the holidays. And you know where they got it? On Etsy, of course. Cause the thing is, despite my name, no gift is ever really the last. There's always another birthday anniversary or party right around the corner. So whether it's a baby shower or the eternal rebirth of the Blood Lord, gift mode on Etsy always has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode now. Hi, I'm Zealous Conscripts, and this is the love of my life, my Valentine. Yeah, it's me, Kiki Chiki. <laughs> On our own, we're both good cards, but together our potential is unlimited. It's combo time! That's the power of a good pairing. And you know what I've been pairing lately? My Raycon wireless earbuds with my favorite audiobook, Infinite Jess. <laughs> So much jest! We both use our Raycons every day. The audio quality is incredible, and they're just half the price of other premium brands. The eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life are perfect for indeterminately long walks with our cat, Felidog Guardian. Good kitty, good kitty! And Kiki loves the optimized gel tips and perfect in-ear fit, because they never fall out no matter how fast he combos off. Of course, our favorite feature is the noise isolation mode, so we can enjoy a quiet night by the fire. Just him, me, and 12,000 additional copies of me. Go to buyraycon.com slash command today to get 15% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's buyraycon.com slash command to score 15% off and free shipping. Again, buyraycon.com slash command. And then I'm gonna flash out Illusory Ambusher. I will bolt it to draw three cards and I will sneak attack out Triskaidekaphile. I'll go to my upkeep and I will win the game. That was your first time playing the deck? Yeah. Well, I mean, first time in paper. I've already goldfished it like a hundred times on Architect. Their playtester is super user-friendly. Playing cards just takes one click and you can mulligan, tutor, and move through your turns with the press of a key. There are simple menus with counters and copies and you can take notes on cards as you play them. Architect is the best place to browse, brew, and playtest commander decks. Just go to architect.com slash command zone to get started. That's A-R-C-H-I-D-E-K-T dot com slash command zone. All right, welcome back, Fallout and Magic fans alike. We are building around Elder Arthur Maxon, one of the most important characters in Fallout 4. And he is, of course, a part of the Brotherhood of Steel. So we figured, why not figure out a way to build in-universe, quote-unquote, by making it all themed around knights, paladins. And, of course, he turns knights into paladins, your character being one of them in the game, and sentinels. So... 
Orzhov Knights is the theme of a different way to take this build, one that is going to still be really powerful. Again, the card itself is great, but this is also going to really help you settle into that Brotherhood of Steel flavor, uh, which I love. Uh, I did this with a lot of the Lord of the Rings decks. Yeah. It just feels cool. And you can also, of course, put a lot of cards from the pre-con in there as well. Yeah, one of the great things about Magic is there are so many different mechanics to allow you to sort of express yeah. you know, what you want to express or what's important to you, uh, you know, your own individuality in the game. So if you really want to stay in World of Fallout, because Elder Arthur Maxson was so involved with Knights and Paladins and Sentinels and things like that, you can have a knight-themed deck. There's been many knight cards in the history of Magic that will work with this and that you know, all sort of synergized together to sort of make a, an army of knights, if you will. Yeah. And then it's one of those things where it's like the the sum is greater, or wait, the... The... This is greater than the whole of the sum of its parts? This, yes. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. There it is. Yes. I knew there was a saying in there somewhere. Wait, there's a hole in there? <laughs> W-H-O-L-A. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I so, do, I do. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can start with cards that just sort of make knights, like History Banalia is a good one. This is a saga. It In successive turns, it makes a 2-2 knight, then another 2-2 knight, and then on the third one, it pumps all of your knights. Yeah, really good. Yeah, this took over competitive magic for a little while <laughs> yeah. back in the day. But it's just a lot of value for three mana, and... It will synergize really well with Arthur because they're also tokens. Yep. So you get that training, and then you can also sack them to protect them. Arthur is a knight, too, Arthur's so he'll get the buff. They'll still be training when they're swinging in. They'll be huge. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's a really good card in the deck. Uh, another cool knight is Silverwing Squadron. This is a flying vigilant flyer, and its power and toughness are equal to the number of creatures you control. So again, you're going wide is the strategy in this deck. So this is going to be a 5-5-6-6-7-7. Five, five, six, six, seven, seven. Flying vigilant, yep. really nice. And then whenever it attacks, create a number of 2-2 white knight creature tokens with vigilance equal to the number of opponents you have. So Vigilance is really good in this deck, by the way. Yeah, because you, you have blockers up. And also, all your stuff gets bigger, so now they're bigger blockers than they were than w when they were attacking. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is going to make grows. three tutus? So no matter what happens, when this attacks, it's going to grow by three power and Oh, three it will always train your stuff, basically. Yeah. And it's flying, too. It's always going to have attacks. Yeah, it's a flying, it's vigilant, it's not going to tap to attack. Yeah, so it's going to be the perfect companion to help train your stuff. Yeah, really cool. If you're listening, you could also put this in the other builds of the deck, just saying. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be night-themed to play these cards, and a lot of them will be good in both. But I think if you go heavy in the night theme, the synergies will start to matter. Yeah. Uh, there's something called Circle of Loyalty, which is uh, four white-white for a legendary artifact. It says, this spell costs one less to cast for each knight you control. Perfect. So this could just be two white mana if you have a few knights. That's why, again, going heavy in favor of knights will allow make you some to. cards like this like very, very, very good. Yeah. And it says, other creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Whenever you cast a legendary spell, create a 2-2 two, two white knight creature token with vigilance. So it could be your commander. And you can pay three and a white and tap this and create a 2-2 two, two white knight creature token with vigilance. That last one you're not going to do too often because you would you'd rather play a card out of your hand you'd have to be in a situation where like oh i don't have a lot better to do but it's a lot of stuff for one card to do especially if that card costs like one white white or something because you have a lot of knights yeah 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 and Super this card good. is pretty unplayable in a lot of decks so it's great that's a beauty part of magic is that there's some cards that when you look at you go wow this is perfect for this deck and only this deck yeah which is very cool there's also some knight payoffs, like uh, Basri's Lieutenant. Yeah, so this is kind of in your aristocrats-type build because it cares about things dying. Uh, in this case, Basri's Lieutenant is a knight, a yep. human knight, that looks very cool on this horse. When it enters the battlefield, you put a 1-1 counter on target creature you control. So that's great to buff up your commander. Yep. Uh, and then whenever it or another creature you control dies, if it had a 1-1 counter on it, you make a 2-2 white knight creature token with a vigilance. It really makes your tokens like almost impossible to block because 
they're going to have counters when they die because yeah. they're going to have had training. And then they're going to make more oh, yeah. tokens that are going to get training the next time they attack. And then if those die, they're going to make more, more tokens. More, yeah. yeah. So it, it really means at this point you can probably swing with impunity as long as the Basri's lieutenant's around. Yeah. Pretty nice. There's something called Lockthwain Lancer, which is four and a black for a 5-5 five, five human knight with menace. Whenever a non-token knight you control dies, each opponent loses one life and you draw a card. Okay. It's non-token knight, so it's probably a little bit more niche, but... A if, deck like this is going to have more non-tokens than maybe some of the other builds would. Yeah, all the cards we're going to talk about coming up here are a knight. So yep. that means when they die, they basically replace themselves with another card. Yeah. This next one is knight with a N and a K. <laughs> Cavalier of knight. It's an elemental knight. <laughs> yeah, it. It's a 4-5 with lifelink. It says when it enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice another creature. When you do, destroy target creature and opponent controls. Love that. Sack a 1-1, one, one, blow up a 10-10. Ten, ten. Yep. Both their commander. Oh gosh, brutal! Whenever it, uh, the Cavalier of Night dies, return target creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. That's what I'm talking about. Yep, just get free stuff back on the battlefield that, that's yeah. died. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Um, we also have Hakon the Stromgold Scourge. It's a zombie knight. Yep, you can cast it from your graveyard, but not from anywhere else. You have to get it in there somehow. Yeah, so you can find ways to discard or mill in black very easily. And then when it's on the battlefield, you can cast night spells from your graveyard. Yeah, it makes your whole graveyard. All the wow. night spells, you could just cast them so straight up. now you don't care. You sacrifice it. Bowser's Lieutenant's out. You make a 2-2 knight. You recast it. When And then when it dies, you draw cards off of Lockthorn Lancer. The synergies are quite there. So this is like a graveyard now deck a little bit too. Yeah, the only trick there is you have to figure out how to get it into your graveyard. But some self-mill, some yeah. maybe some self-discard, some stuff might allow you to do that. Uh, there's always Sir Conrad, which is a classic card. Very, very powerful. Is a knight. Works it, well with Hakon. Yep. It says whenever another creature dies or a creature card is put into a graveyard from anywhere other than the battlefield, or a creature card leaves your graveyard, Sir Conrad deals one damage to each opponent. And that says creature, not non-token. So any of your, mm -hmm. your tokens die, everyone's taking one. Then you can also pay one in a black, and each player mills a card. Yeah, so if you put the creature card that way, opponents are going to lose a life. And we've already seen a few cards we wanted self-mill with, so this is a way to self-mill and deal damage at the same time. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Very good. Okay, so we got some knight payoffs now. Corpse Knight is a classic black and white. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under control, each opponent loses one life. So this is great with tokens. This is great with playing like Hack on Night or Graveyard. Basically another Zulaport cutthroat for you to have. But yeah. it is a knight itself. Yep. Uh, this card I remember I played on uh, Game Knights to Great All Effect right. back in the day. It's called Knight's Charge. It's one of white and a black for an enchantment. It says whenever a knight you control attacks, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. Okay, pretty good. Yep. Sometimes you can just kill someone out of nowhere. With that. And then it's, you can pay six, a white and a black, and sacrifice Knight's Charge, this enchantment. Return all knight creatures from your graveyard to oh. the battlefield. That's a, yeah, that is a board restorer and a way to sort of make it very hard to set you yeah. back. Because people, if you get, you know, a big enough board, and there's a token deck, you're going to want to go wide. So maybe you got like 10, 12 creatures, and somebody manages to pull off something that says, kill all creatures. Yeah. That's the worst. But this says, oh, never mind, bring them all back. As, it won't bring back the tokens, but all the real cards, yeah. Yeah, and again, we're building a knight-themed deck here, so they'll all come back. They'll trigger a bunch of times. If you're new to the game, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so fun. <laughs> uh, and then Wintermore Commander is a really cool human knight. It's two star, so two power, and then its toughness is equal to the number of knights you control, and this has death touch. And then whenever it attacks, another knight you control gains indestructible until end of turn. So it's basically doing what Elder Arthur Maxon's ability does, but in this case, you don't have to sacrifice a creature to do it. So it just works well with that synergy. There's, of course, cards that just 
you know, pump all your knights. There's knight exemplar. Oh, this card's amazing. Yeah, it's three mana for a 2-2 two, two human knight with first strike, but it says other knight creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and have indestructible. And this yeah. is a card that, like, maybe you don't even attack with it. You just let it sit there and give your other knights indestructible and plus one, plus one. Yep. Uh, Exsanguinator Cavalry. You also just get the benefit of playing some really cool named cards. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is a sick name for a card. And you get Vampire Knights, Zombie Knights, Human Knights. Uh, this is a Menace Lifelink Knight that whenever a knight you control deals combat damage to a player, put a 1-1 one, one counter on that creature and create a blood token. Blood tokens are great in decks that don't have natural amounts of, of a ton of card draw. Yep. A way to get cards in your um, graveyard as well. That's right. Actually, yep. that's a great way, a great call to get Hack on in your graveyard because it's a low token. You pay one, you sacrifice it, discard a card, draw a card. Yeah, and you're like, I got Hack on in my graveyard and I drew a card. I basically kind of drew two cards there. Yeah, and you can cast Hack on the next turn and then you can, again, discard more cards to make blood tokens, cast them with Hack on on the battlefield. It's a great loop. Of course, this deck's probably going to want to swing out for the win when it can. Yep. So once you get a big enough board, you're going to want to play something like Moonshaker Cavalry. The brand new white finisher. Yep. It is five white, white, white. So eight mana, but it's a six, six spirit knight with flying. And it says when it enters the battlefield, creatures you control gain flying and get plus X, plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of creatures you control. Yeah. So if you have like, you know, six creatures, you play this, all your creatures get plus six, plus six and flying. Pretty so, good. That's usually good enough to knock out a couple of players, yeah. Yeah, and like we said, we talked about cards earlier that gave our creatures flying. This is just another way to do so. Sits at the end of your mana curve at eight mana. But again, you do this, you kind of win the game. Yeah. Now, Arthur doesn't just care about knights. Right. Specifically likes paladins. Mm. And interestingly, Magic has had a number of paladin cards. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? So you can still stay on flavor here. Yep. And it's also just pretty good, actually. Yeah. So paladin class came from the Baldur's Gate set, which is technically in-universe now, I guess. It's not a universe beyond. It doesn't have the little stamp. Yeah, I guess so. so Just because D&D is owned by wizards? I guess so, yeah. yeah. Okay. So Paladin class is cool. It's one of these uh, level up enchantments where you can pay the mana for a, a level up to get to the next stage of this, like you're leveling up in the game of D&D. It starts off and there's just a one mana enchantment that says spells your opponents cast during your turn cost one more to cast which is actually pretty effective, you'll find, in the game because people just don't do things during your turn anymore. Yep. Two and a white, you can level it up and give your creatures plus one, plus one. Pretty good. And then for four and a white, whenever you attack until end of turn, target attacking creature gets one, one for each other attacking creature and gains double strike. So now Elder Arthur Maxon can, with a swing, turn into an actual lethal kill-you-on-the-spot threat because if you take 21 damage from someone's commander, they die. That's it. So if you, you don't need that many creatures. What do you need? Uh, six? Six? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, seven, I guess. No, because it gets plus one, plus one. So it go five plus oh, the six right. be 11, 22. Yeah, that's it. You just need six other creatures attacking. And even then, double strike just means and it's going to get indestructible too. Yeah. Like People have to block it. Pretty powerful. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, there's Silverblade Paladin. It's one white white for a two two human knight with soulbound. Oh, it's a knight paladin. Yeah, when it, when it enters, you have to you can pair it with another unpaired creature you control, and then as long as it's paired with another creature, both it and the creature it's paired with have double strike. Yeah, so another great thing to stack with your commander. You want to be able to swing with Arthur because of his higher power for the training. So pretty yep. good. Uh, there's Basri Devoted Paladin, which is a Planeswalker Paladin. So four white, white for a legendary Planeswalker has four, four loyalty. It's plus one is put a 1-1 one, one counter on up to one target creature. It gains Vigilance until another turn. Minus one whenever a creature attacks this turn, put a 1-1 one, one counter on it. That's the one you're probably going to do the most because you're trying to attack with 
Arthur plus like everything you know, else. Yeah, yeah. You're hoping you have you know three to six in a modest scenario tokens. Yeah, and that means oh cool, they all get plus one plus one, and then Arthur's training triggers, and the all your tokens get another plus one plus one. That's gonna add up super fast. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, there's a negative six ultimate on Basri. Ultimates don't happen very often, but it says creatures you control get plus two plus two and gain flying until end turn. So that's a finisher. What may actually happen because you do get vigilance when you plus one Basri, so you so. just need to have blockers up. It's the same reason that Court of Grace is good in this deck, you're going to have flying blockers, ground blockers, ways to protect your uh, planeswalker, but yep. normally we don't recommend trying to go for that. That's a quick way to lose a game. Okay, now, to be fair, in Fallout, there are sentinels. Yes. In Magic, there aren't very many sentinels. There are none, I don't think. Creature type sentinels, at least. There's, yeah, but there's some with, well, there's at least one really good one with the, the word sentinel in his name. Yeah, it's maybe one of the best white creatures ever printed, actually. Yeah, it's Esper Sentinel. <laughs> but it's technically it's... a soldier. <laughs> we just wanted to mention it because it's very good, and if you can get your hands That's on it, that's the real betrayal. The deck. Is that Esper Sentinel joined Maxim's forces, and it's like, I'm a Sentinel. It's like, what? You're a soldier. What are you talking about? It's like, but I'm called Esper Sentinel. <laughs> but I'll draw you some cards. You like yeah, me, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I like you. <laughs> this is just straight up for new Magic players, one of the best cards in white because it allows you to draw a bunch of cards. It's so good. Yeah, it, your opponents cast spells in games, and they're and they don't want to pay extra mana, so they will make you. Uh, yeah, they'll make you draw cards. Yeah. So you get do it once per turn whenever your opponents cast their first non-creature spell. They have to pay one or whatever Esper Sentinel's power is at that point. So, and there are ways to buff Esper Sentinel up as well. We just We've talked seen about a lot of them. Anthem effects and other things, so yeah. Yeah, so this just, if you get this down turn one, you can count on it pretty reliably to get you at least a few cards. For sure. Uh, all the veteran players out For there just one like, Are you telling too. them that Esper Sentinel's good? Yes, we are. It's good. Yes, we are. If you're new to the game, then you're like, well, I just like Fallout, but now I'm going to play Magic because I love Arthur Maxon. You're going <laughs> to love Esper Sentinel as well. Yeah, the, the Brotherhood of Steel they cared about Sentinels, okay? So we wanted to yeah. mention at least one Sentinel. I guess we should <laughs> shout out uh, uh, Avian Changeling, too, while we're at okay. it. Because they're Changelings. These are creatures that are every creature type. So it could be Sentinels someday. I don't think Sentinel ex actually exists in Magic yet, though. They yeah, would have to yeah. make a Sentinel. Look, play Mirror Entity in this deck, then. That works, right? They'll, they'll do that. Well, that'll that. pump it up. Yeah, that'll there's the Sentinel. There yeah, okay. yeah, there it is. We found it. We got there. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's going to do it for our preview card reveal here of Elder Arthur Maxon. If, uh, well, to the listeners, we want to know, what do you think about this new commander? Are, are you excited about it? Do you maybe want to build a deck around yeah, it? Yeah, are you going to keep it in the pre-con with uh, Kazar or Cesar, Allegiance Emperor? Yeah, did we miss any cards that you think go perfect, perfectly in the Elder Arthur Maxon deck? Yeah. We want to hear about it. Tell us in the comments, on social media, etc. Or if you'd build it differently. There's a lot of cool ways to go about it. Maybe there's a thematic way that's Fallout E that we didn't even think about. Let us know. That sort of stuff is what makes Universes Beyond really special. For sure. Now, if you want to pick up, pick up this deck or any of the other pre-cons or any of the cards from Fallout through the collector boosters, or you want to order singles, cardkingdom.com slash command is the best place to go to buy your magic products, singles, anything at all. All the cards we talked about that you might want to add into this deck if you're building it from scratch, Card Kingdom has a huge, huge, huge inventory, and the best thing about them is the fact that they are one place that you go, you put all your stuff into a cart, you check out, and it all comes to you in one convenient package, all at the same time. Woo. I love that, because when I'm building a deck, I'm excited to play it, right? The, yeah. the process of putting all the cards into the cart gets me excited. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, this card's going to be out and I'm, then I'm going to cast that and then I'm going to do that. <laughs> and I really don't want to wait for those things to show up one at a time. I want them all at once. I can just add the land, sleeve it up and play and cardcam.com slash command. They are the best ones at letting you do that. 
Yeah, and make sure you stay in the world of Fallout or whatever world you want because ultrapro.com slash command is going to have all of the best playmats, accessories, and everything you need to make your magic deck both protected and looking real cool. So they get the official license for stuff like Fallout and they have it for all of these sets as well. And if you're just looking to get like a cool white playmat with black sleeves, ultrapro.com slash command has you covered. They're always doing amazing sales and discounts on a bunch of their products. So make sure you sign up for their newsletter as well. Right now, it's the only newsletter I willingly open in my inbox because there's always something in there that makes me go, huh, yeah, I could use a new Paradise right now. Yeah. And these are Holy really crap. cheap. Those are 40% off? What? Yeah, I got 50% buy some of those. Yeah. yeah, so check it out. They always have great deals as well as just have all of the Magic product that you're looking for when it comes to the official license stuff with the new sets, secret layers, you name it, ultrapro.com slash command. Got you back. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching, and uh, we hope you're as excited about Fallout as we are. Big thanks before we go to our amazing team here at the Command Zone, which is Damon Lenz, Eric Lem, Megan Yip, Grob Galati, Jordan Bridgen, Jamie Block, Arthur Meadowcroft, Manson Lung, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Sam Waldo, Evan Lindberger, Katie Cole, Mitch Trafford, and of course, Rachel Weeks. All right. Thanks so much, everybody, for watching this episode of the Command Zone Podcast. If you're brand new here from the Fallout world, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can catch more awesome content. And if you love nights, you're going to love game nights. It's here as well. That's so right. We're, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be covering all the Fallout stuff, so uh, make sure you stick around if you want to If you want to get all the decks and hear the best way to upgrade all of them. Ooh. Yeah, definitely subscribe. All right. See you all later. Peace. Bye-bye. It almost stayed on my head. It was really That close. was cool. Yeah, I thought it was going to. It's a hat. <laughs>